There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. We're here with Jim yep. Price. Jim, how's yes, your day? Sir. Not too bad. It's going good. Good, good. All right, good to hear, man. We're going to be back with you here in about 30 minutes, but first we're going to talk to Dr. Okay. Kirk Elliott for our economic update. Kirk, how are things going? Hey, Josh. Oh, it's going really well, considering like things are changing at light speed pace. I mean, it's wild, brother. It's wild, and this week we have... Tons of reports coming out, everything from um, new home sales, pending home sales, uh, number of mortgage applications. We've got GDP numbers coming out, uh, you know, wholesale price index numbers coming out. I mean, it's going to be a brutal week for reports because everything I just mentioned, that's not going to be a good report, right? I mean, the economy is sinking like a a rock into the middle of the ocean. And then, so that's just the macro economy, right? Then we've got um, the new, the new like stuff that's happening, like First Republic Bank down 40% yesterday, down 30% today. I mean, absolutely brutal free fall is they've had a 40% reduction in deposits, 40%. So, um, this is, we're going to see more bank failures. I mean, that's a big bank to actually go under. Um, so, so yeah, that's Republic going to there. be a yeah. First with First Republic. I mean, I, I do think that they are going to fail when you've got that kind of a free fall, seventy percent reduction in, in the last two days of of their share price. I mean, it's 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 nasty. It's and, really, and do you think that really that's going to reverberate between the other banks here relatively soon? I think it has to because it's, it's, look what happened with Silicon Valley Bank, right? So Silicon Valley Bank led to, to Silvergate, which led to Signature Bank, and that contagion then spread overseas. And they thought they fixed it for a bit. Well, no, they never fixed anything because now you've got First Republic actually bought one of those banks, right? And now they're in, in the skids. And, and it's just, it's just this, this domino effect that's going to continue to happen because what does that affect? That affects consumer confidence. And if, and if people lack their, the confidence that the economy is doing good, that their stocks are going to do well three, five, ten years from now, that they want to invest in for retirement, they're simply not going to do it. And, and what's the, the last thing on earth that they should be concerned about is simply what should be the safest asset that they have that's, that they think is out of the stock market, it's out of the bond market, which is their, their checking and saving accounts, right? I mean, that should be the safest thing for them, but it's not. It's not when banks are failing. So, so you, confidence is being eroded across the board, and this is one of, those, one of those times in history where we're seeing the end of an era. We're seeing the end of banking as we know it, as it morphs into something new, something different um, that I don't think people are going to want what, what comes next. Well, and we're already starting to see some 
aspects of this. Um, massive layoffs over the last year and still continuing today. We had McDonald's last month laying off um, thousands of people. This week, we have more companies laying off people. Um, the layoffs typically come about because companies have to cut costs and their mm-hmm. demand is down. Now, a lot of this mm-hmm. happened during COVID because what happened is the V-shaped recovery came in. They were rich with government money and, and infused capital from the Federal Reserve. So they went on a hiring frenzy to get people employed. Demand rose sporadically. And then eventually demand went down during the supply chain crunch. But they kept those employees employed until they could no longer keep them employed. And so now mm-hmm. we're seeing the repercussions of that. That's coming about in this kind of hammer fist that's hitting the economy. And, and the interesting thing is, is I, I noticed this the other day, is that there's a lot of jobs out there. Although they're not high-paying jobs, they're very low-paying jobs. The rate of minimum wage is coming up for a lot of these jobs. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot of reports that the, the vaccine injured are no longer working. They're on government subsidies, SSI, that a lot of people have died, that there's open jobs because of this. What are your thoughts on the job market in the next six to eight months? Well, I don't, I don't see, I don't see it improving anytime real soon. In fact, I just saw this morning that Amazon is laying off like a very large percent of their HR department. So if they're laying off their HR department, why? Because they're not expecting to hire other people down the road. So it's not just like they're. They're laying off R&D or, you know, service. They're laying off their human resources people, which they're going to need if they're hiring more people down the road. So to me, that's a pretty big uh, unofficial non-leading, you know, leading indicator, right? It's like if Amazon, one of the largest companies in the world that, that basically people buy everything from, why? What, so what, did that, what does that tell us? It means that people aren't buying stuff means that they're not going to be hiring people because people aren't buying stuff. And now they're laying off the people that's going to hire the new people as they come in with their HR department. I don't think, I don't think it looks good. And the fact that you brought up McDonald's, right? McDonald's, cheap fast food, um, generally do pretty well during recessions because it's cheap, right? People can't afford to go out to more expensive restaurants or, or, or sit down. So they go there. Well, they're laying off. Everybody's laying off, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's just really, really not good. And, and so as wages are, are declining, taxes are going up, but yet the cost of goods, the cost of their components, like the, the bread and the meat and everything, the cheese, everything that they need and, and lettuce for their hamburgers, I mean, that's going through the roof, but yet they can't really raise their prices too much. So they're being squeezed, 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 squeezed because people can't afford it with wages coming down. I mean, this is the problem that we're seeing with our economy. And so the way that I look at it, though, is, is they're, they're coming in with, with a solution, right? They're, they've got this, this, this amazing solution of central bank digital currency that they think are going to actually dupe people into thinking that this is the solution. That's no solution at all, right? And when, once people realize, Josh, what it is, which what is it? It's, it's, a, a government-run digital bank that has the ability to cut you off from buying or selling, like we talked about numerous times on this show. Well, 
who would want that? I mean, truly, who would want that? I mean, I just the way that I just described it, which is the way that it really is, is, is a horrible sound. Like nobody would want that. So look at let's let's do a little case study in Nigeria. So Nigeria, you know, many months ago had 0.5% adoption rate into their central bank digital currency that they're unveiling to the public. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's 60%. How in the world could they go from 0.5 to 60%? And this is the absolutely disgusting answer. They're starving out their population. Really, they're, they're starving them out. Because Nigerians need $40 a week to survive. Well, what did they say? It's like, you can only take out $40 a month in cash, unless you, you participate in, our, in the central bank digital currency right now, now it, it, you'll, you'll be okay, right? So, so to force compliance into their system, they, they decided let's starve out the population and only give them $40 a month in withdrawals unless they participate. Well, that's disgusting to me. When you're willing as an evil politician to starve out your own population, your own citizens, to force compliance into something that nobody wanted. It's like, that, that's nasty. But, but fast forward to, to, to months from now, here. How, how, would, how would they do that here? Well, what if you're a government employee? What if you have a pension? What if you, you have your TSP? What if you have Social Security, right? It's like, okay, you want to keep getting your benefits, your debits and credits out of this new digital, digital system? forced compliance into it or else you're not going to get paid, right? Just because mm-hmm. it happened in small little backwards Nigeria doesn't mean it can't happen in a big advanced com- country. It's just going to look different, right? But there's a lot of things that they could say, we're not going to pay you unless you go into the system. And I, I view government payments as one of those things. Yeah, it, it, and I agree. And I think that, that with the implementation of the Fed Now system coming in the next month or so, next few months, is that this is going to set that in stone because all transactions in the banks, out of banks, to anybody you pay or anybody you receive money from will go through the Federal Reserve's new system, of which means that they can suspend that at any point in time. They don't need digital currencies that are programmable to say that you can't spend money on on a new car or gas. All they have to do is change that within the Fed, Fed Reserve system. The Fed now system, when it comes out, they could literally say, hey, look, if this is a gas, a pre-authorization for a gas purchase, this is limited to $20. Or if this is a grocery store purchase, this is limited to $50. They can easily do that with the integration of the new Fed now system that is coming out here. So it's going to be a crazy time. We're going to talk more about this here in just a minute with Dr. Kirk Elliott. We'll be right back with the Dark Delight Show. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, 
shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight Show. So, Kirk, we have the integration of the FedNow system coming. We, we can see potential global collapse. We see billionaires out there shorting the dollar right now. We have de-dollarization happening, occurring throughout the entire BRICS nation. Um, we have the Chinese Wong and the Russian ruple surging over 70% in global trade. <laughs> it, it, is is this that uh, famous door song? This is the end. <laughs> I mean, I, I really think I really do think that it is, and I I don't want to be cataclysmic in it. We just, I mean, it's, to me, it's just math, right? It's just aggregate supply and demand, right? Where we've got the BRICS nations, which want to be the world's reserve currency. This is what China and Russia want. Well, you can't just stand up there, go to a podium, you know, tap the mic and say, okay, we want to be the world's reserve currency. <laughs> so what? So I, I want to be able to slam dunk a basketball. Not going to happen, right? So, so there's a few things that have to be put in place. You have to have a super strong economy. You have to have political clout. You have to have a large military if you want to be the reserve currency. Collectively, those countries in the BRICS nations have it. Individually, they don't. Right, so they've, they've set this framework for, yeah, they, they've got what they need to do it. Now, you have to dismantle the petrodollar. Dismantle is for, for anything to be born in, in this financial world, something has to die. Right, so, so you, you got to, the U.S. dollar is the world's reserve currency. This is dying for something else to be born, right? They're also dismantling people's faith and confidence in the banking system. So boom, boom, boom. People will be willing for a change, right? So they've got all the pieces that they need, except that now the time, right? The countries have to be ready to implement their new currency, which is central bank digital currency. Well, the Fed now, the Fed now app is going to be ready by July. I don't know if you saw the World Bank announced their new central bank digital currency, like the World Bank. This isn't a country. 
Yep. This is probably like the centralized global currency unit, the unicorn, right? So they just announced that like three days ago. So I'm looking at that. It's like, oh, man. So you're getting all these countries and these regionally traded things like the BRICS nations having their central bank digital currency. You probably have one for North America with the Fed now. You're going to have something in Europe. And now whew, they can all just kind of funnel in to maybe the Unicoin, which is the, the World Bank's version of their centralized, you know, central bank digital currency. It's happening, brother. It's, it's simply just happening. And and part of what, what's scary about all of this is you're, it's going to be attached to your digital social profile, to, you know, and your social credit score, right, to, to be able to buy or sell and whether how much you're going to get. Right, so just just um, oh, what, what day is it? Wednesday on Monday, saw an article that, that the Biden administration wants to change the way mortgages are are priced. Right, okay, this is this is evil. What I'm about to say, I mean, flat out, they politicized something, made it racial, and it's just simply evil. So what what their theory is, you know, people work hard. I don't care what race, what ethnicity, what religion you are, what politics you are. We work hard to, to make job, make our payments on time and build up our credit score, right? So the higher your credit score goes, the lower your mortgage payment should be because you're a good credit risk. Well, this new policy that they want actually says, you know, anybody that has, they said a good credit score. To me, that mm-hmm. would be over 700. Anybody who has over a 700 credit score, you're going to pay an extra 60 bucks a month on your mortgage payment to actually fund those that have bad credit scores. Okay, to me, it's like either you make your payments or you don't, right? It has nothing to do with anything else. Either, either you stink at, 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 you know, making your payments on time or you're good at it. But they, they made it into a racial issue because farther down in this attic, Larry Kudlow basically said, well, we've got to do this. And we, we can't have it be a one-time gift to people because it'll squander it. We're going to have to give this ongoing every single month. Well, what did they say? What is their rationale behind this? Well, they talked about it. White people have an average credit score of 767, Hispanics about 660-something, and black community about 620-something. So they're saying, okay, this is, this is now a, a racial thing. It has nothing to do about payments. They just made it racial. So therefore, we're gonna, we want to take money away from the white. And if you don't like it, you know, rich white people is, is what they're saying. Well, then here's... here's the issue, then now you you aren't society, you're not friendly to society. You don't care about people of other ethnicities, right? This is what they're saying. It's like, this is disgusting to me. That's absolutely disgusting. I don't care what people's skin color is. I don't care what, what politics or religion they are. Either, either they make their payments on time or they don't. So what they're doing by putting this social credit score system as part of it is we're just going to charge you more for things. Or we have the ability to cut you off from buying or selling if we don't like you at all. Just kind of like your carbon footprint, right? This is what kind of this is all about with Agenda 2030 and everything else that you're looking at. So, so what they just did is they divided even more. Rather than unifying a nation, they're dividing, they're dividing, they're dividing. And to me, this is, this is absolutely wrong where, where people of all races, all ethnicities, right? It's like they work hard to, to build their, their credit score. So they can get cheap payments. Well, so what if you worked hard to do that? You're now going to pay more. I mean, in what world? To me, 
this is 2007, 2008, all over again, which this was the cause of the subprime lending crisis, people getting loans and mortgages that shouldn't have, and then that caused the markets to collapse. This is that on steroids. And a whole social reengineering campaign that I believe is tied to your digital social profile, which is tied to your ability to get money out of this new digital banking system or not. I mean, the, right. the policies that are coming out of D.C. right now are just absolutely wild. I mean, truly, you can't it, it, even fathom how stupid they are. No, no, and I agree with you. And I mean, Joe Biden's like, let's finish what we started. And, <laughs> you know, you're talking about the housing crisis. I've been talking about this since warning about this since June of 2020 when the banks came out with the forbearance for the COVID. And I said, this mm-hmm. is going to cause a massive amount of default. And then 2021, what we had is a 280% increase in the amount of mortgage defaults, which take about six to 18 months to really remedy out. And that was hitting in 2020, 22. Then we had the, obviously the interest rate increase. This year we hear that last year, no bank made money on mortgages. They're all underwater. And that most people are defaulting because they didn't understand because of the high interest rates that their mortgage was going to be so high and they cannot afford it. Right. I mean, it's it's about to happen, which is why Kudlow said, we can't have this be a one-time gift. It has to be ongoing, right? So, boy, problem. Problem, 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 problem. And and we've only seen the the tip of the iceberg here, brother. We've only seen the tip of the iceberg. I, I agree, man. So, Kirk, tip of the iceberg. What can people do to preserve their wealth, their investment, and, and make sure that they make it through this crisis that's coming? Well, I would invest into tangible assets because they're going up and it's real. But it's, it's real. It's not fabricated. It's not some kind of a digital entity. It's not uh, some just some entry on a ledger. <laughs> you know, it's when you have physical silver, physical gold, um, you're actually kind of getting out of the system a little bit, so to speak, right? It's not something that's so easily manipulated when something is physical. And, and let's face it, if you want to maximize future, you have to maximize every single day. Right, so how do you do that? Look at what's growing and get into it, and what's shrinking and get out. Right, over the last almost now two and a half to three weeks, silver's up well over 21%. Over the last six months, silver's up over 42%. Over the last three years, silver's up 110% plus. It's like those, all those are great numbers. When people are concerned about the stocks and the bonds and everything collapsing around them, these things are growing and they're growing rapidly. Because it's it's a flight for quality. It's real. And so I would certainly allocate into physical metals in your IRA, your non-IRA accounts. You know, just get the ball rolling. Get moving on it because the world's changing right underneath our nose. All right. And if people have IRAs, 401Ks, the best thing they do is just talk to your team and see what their options are. Correct? Correct. Yep. Just give us a call because everybody's different. Can't make a cookie-cutter approach to any of this stuff, right? So give us a call, and we'll map out a strategy for success moving forward to keep you in the right place at the right time the majority of the time, and that's what we'll do for you. Fantastic. Kirk, much appreciated for your time today, my friend. Guys, getgoldtoday.com. Getgoldtoday.com. Fill that form below. Uh, or give them a call, 720-605-3900. 
We'll be back with more Dark Delight Show here in just a few minutes. Thank you so much, Kirk. We'll be back with Jim Price. Bye. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight Show. Jim Price, how the heck Hello. are you? Doing all right, man. Well, as we go through our days, right? And um, these are the days of your lives. <laughs> of our lives, of your lives? Ugh. I don't know if I want to. I mean, yeah, yeah the, the stuff that we've been talking about is... It is time. Uh, you know, you made a comment yesterday that you know it's like, hey, it's time. There, there, there will be war, and and what is that going to be look look like? Are we going to bother to fight the enemy that is outside of us, or we're going to fight each other? And I don't want to fight each other. I want to fight those that are actually out there doing the things like what Kirk has t- been talking about, or I mean, all these other things that the ominous commercial that uh, the pedo in chief put out to say he's running for a, another election or another selection. I mean, this this is uh, they're they're giving you the script right in front of you, folks. So they are, fight. And, and you know, when you look at you know the war that's potentially coming, and I, I say potentially, um, we're in the midst of a war right now. And what I mean by war is I, when I talk that type of aspect, unless I say otherwise, I'm talking kinetic war, to where mm-hmm. there's conflict brewing. And uh, today, you know, the the United States announced that they're sending a nuclear submarine to South uh, to South Korea. Now, this isn't. Right concerning in any way shape or form you have uh u.s nuclear submarines sent everywhere around the world you don't know which ones are carrying nuclear warheads but most of them are right Right. the fact is is that they announced it right Mm. they announced it because it becomes a a a verbal deterrent to china and north korea especially with the ramping up of taiwan and so forth now that's a different type of war that we're talking about here the war that I think that we're going to see here, and this will always happen in the United States, at least in our civilized society, with the mm-hmm. action of the states, is that the states are going to begin ramping up political warfare against the federal government. If they don't, that's where you potentially will see people rise up against their state and local governments. And this will be through various different kind of like political action movements. Right. I don't think it's going to be militia derived. I don't think it's going to be anything of that nature. I think it'll be specifically political in nature where people are going to rise up. They're going to attempt to take power. Um, and then states should do the right thing and, and force the f- federal government to stop these tyrannical and oppressive policies that are coming about that are killing the economy. But we will see how this pans out because I, I don't believe for one second that this is going to be, you know, an, um, a, left versus right, a black on white type of warfare. I think that uh, the majority of Americans, at least on the right, are smarter than that. They understand what's at stake. They understand the real problems in society. And, um, you know, unless this gets fueled to a large degree, which I think that there could be potentially events that are going to get fueled to a certain degree where you'll see conflict, but it's not going to be anything like warfare. Um, Warfare is ugly. It's disgusting. It's evil. It's horrible. And this is the type of chaos that the, the globalists, the deep state, these people want to press on to us. But I think that the states are smarter than this, that the red states most likely have talked and communicated and will come together, bind together 
to basically impose constitutional restrictions on the federal government's power very shortly. Oh, did we lose Jim? I, I don't know if you guys heard my epic ramp. We had a little disconnect there. But uh, we are back. But basically what I was saying is that, look, this war that we're going to see is going to be waged by the states. It is going to be the states that are going to push back against the federal tyranny and restrict them constitutionally. I firmly believe this. And I think that this is one of the other reasons why Donald Trump is doing what he's doing. He's, you know, the four years without Donald Trump that we're seeing right now is is interesting because what we begin to see okay. is everything evolves. Yeah, yeah Jim, we back? can hear you. Yep, everything okay. evolves right. to this point where the truth is being disclosed. That's the point of dark delight. That's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing truth being prevailed, tr- truth being unveiled. We're, we're right. And then here's the thing. It's the ugly truth. It's the truth that people don't want to accept, that people don't want to realize, that the United States bureaucracy, the deep state, has been perpetuating systematic collapses of third world countries around the world to formulate a criminal crime syndicate Mm -hmm. of human trafficking, drug trafficking, weapon trafficking, to fund their own black operations, that the United States of America was a critical part in the blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline, which is an act of war on two sovereign nations, Germany and Russia, that the United States of America was propagandizing the war in Ukraine, spreading disinformation, then turning around and censoring their own citizens who they claimed were Russian disinformation agents because those citizens were telling the truth and going against the government and narrative. We no longer have a republic. It is far from a democracy. We have a kleptocracy, if you want to look at it in a certain sense, an, an oligarchy, if you want to look at it in that sense, a technocratic system, if you want to look at it in that sense. It's a combination of all of them. But at the end of the day, it's up to the states to begin taking back the power. What are your thoughts, Jim? Well, we're, we're seeing this math, and, and we, I call it math because it's, it's simply one plus one equals two. It's not whatever I feel like. You know, we have the whole federal COG. We have the whole reconstitution manager's guide from the FEMA office and national continuity programs. That's what the NC, uh, this old, I'm sorry, the office of national continuity programs. That is a real thing. The COG. When you're talking about the fact that you're seeing all these different moving parts, what, you know, the, the drums of war are beating, right? Oh, we're going to immerse in a nuclear sub to South Korea. Like, they have done anything that's even a threat in the last, I don't know, probably about six years. Honestly, they've been over there testing some rockets and some dumb stuff, but it's not worth our attention, right? But we're going to make that sound like we need to make that attention. We're going to sound like we have to be here. We have to be here. We have to be there. We have to be here. But the problem is, is that there are there's documentation in this FEMA of national uh this is a fema office of national continuity programs april 2023 it's a fema document that actually is going down through and talking about how they're going to take over during a uh just give me two seconds here to roll down to it to a accident (laughs) now think about this they could take over with this reconstitution plan with an accident a national disaster a cyber security event 
a pandemic, or a terrorist attack. Now, this is the kind of stuff where when we're talking about what's it going to look like, again, this is a FEMA. Okay, That means this is a lot of federal people, federal bureaucracy, federal agents that are going to be put into motion under directives by the federal government. Are you going to go round up your own people? Are you going to intern your own people in your own country? Are you going to allow outside forces to come in and take over your country through the U.N.? See, the U.N. is already aligning itself with this whole idea of what this is about. And I don't know if we're we're getting the fact that when we talk about the war, guys, I keep saying this. It's a it's a it's the line. But it's that thin blue line between whether we're they're going to stand with us or they're going to stand with the people who tell them what to do. And the reality is, if they don't know that the the American public is their bosses, that that they are our public servants, if they've never been taught that, then they're going to go with the side that pays them, and we're going to be lost. And this is a this is a real thing. We have to be coming together and having these genuine conversations where we cannot let this slip through. But this uh, federal COG one and two stuff is absolutely out there. there. All these documents are all on the .gov websites, guys. This is the real time. Uh, this is that time where do you do we slip into the thousand years of darkness, or do we change the trajectory of this and make it what we want to be? Do we come together as we the people? France has been protesting for what two or three months with eight nine million people in the streets. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's saying anything about it. And Americans are being re- led to the guillotine and asking, "Is the knife sharp?" That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. And yet France is out there, and they're I don't think they're as patriotic as they should be. And you know what they're complaining about? Having to retire three years later. That's it. Or four years later. Something like that. Three or four years. That's all they're that's what they're mad about. The fact that they can't retire earlier than they want to. That's it. But we're over here losing our freedoms exponentially just out the door. And we're like, well, we'll vote harder next time. In four years, boy, we're gonna get them. Cuckoo! I think it's too late. I think we have to come together. We talked well, about this. Show me that your vote stuff. matters. Show me that your vote matters and it counts doesn't. because at the end of the day, it really doesn't. It doesn't. Because you have a political lobby which pumps billions upon billions of dollars into Washington, D.C. each year. They are the yeah. ones that, that substantiate the aides who write the bills mm-hmm. that get passed to benefit them and not the people. Until we get rid of... Of the lobby and political action campaigns until we pull money completely out of the political environment. You will never see a republic returned or peace happen in this country or this world for that matter. Oh, yeah. You know, you're absolutely right. And I've, I've been talking about this since 2016. And I've, I went to the cyber symposium with Mike Lindell. I even read about the article about the guy saying that he's, you know, he's owed $5 million by Mike Lindell when – the information that was planned in Mike Lindell's first cyber symposium was actually a fraud. They put it in there purposely to discredit him, and he pulled it down before that. And yet somehow this guy has gone out there and said, oh, you owe me uh, you know, $5 million or whatever. Guys, we have been showing evidence of all these things going on, the voter rolls, the uh, scorecard, the hammer program that goes in and looks at the, 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 the tallying in real time. They know these exist. It's our own government programs that we use on other countries. We're using it on ourselves. This started in Venezuela, and Obama brought it in in 99. Obama ushered all this electronic voting system in in 99. This has all been part of that system. Yes, I do believe we have never, and I'm going to say this, and it hurts a lot of people's feelings, but I do not believe there's a human being 
alive in America that's ever had a free and fair election. I really don't. Yep. And until we create some real transparency and some real honesty, we're not going to have the real truth about what the people really want. We can assume we think we know what we want, but we can see the sizes of Trump rallies compared to the Biden rallies. We can see the, the difference in action when you see the Trump people lining up along the freeways and the overpasses and all this other stuff. So tell me somehow that the most popular person in the world was a guy who campaigned out of his basement. We know that's not factual. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Yo. Last segment. Back to the Dark Delight show. Well, last segment with me. You got a, got a whole hour to yourself, Jim. You got a whole hour, Jim. Yeah. You got a whole hour to yourself. Ta-da. Just me. Hi, guys. Well, as we, we we're talking about the elections and we're talking about all the stuff that we're seeing, I mean, I, I, I like going back to the keep it simple, stupid, right? KISS is the acronym, right? Keep it simple, stupid. And... If we can't get, we got to get those basics right. 
it, when we can validate our vote, when we know that our vote, like I, I've said this, I said this statistic a thousand times. I want people to hear this. And I'm going to keep saying it till I hear someone say it back to me accidentally, just like, hey, you know, eight billion lottery tickets are sold every year. The government runs that entire organization. They do two drawings a week. They sell eight billion unique authenticated tickets and are able to verify it within seconds of the of the Powerball drawing and the and the other one, the Mega Millions. They can verify and certify it within seconds of the drawing and know exactly who bought it, have a photo of them, what credit card they used, if they used cash, the whole thing. But we can't every two years count 150 million votes. And that to me is just a matter of will. We don't have the will to do it right. But the government has the will to issue 8 billion unique tickets for lotteries every single year, year after year. And so it tells me that if they want to do that accurately, what about what about the casinos? The casinos, they know when you've marked a card. They know if you've bent a card. They know when you've done And they, and they've, they have the, all these digital monitoring systems that they have for watching cards and the chips and the ball and the roulette wheel and all these different things. And they could do how many transactions on a casino machine, which is a math problem, over and over and over and over again, millions of times a day. And just one casino, all the thousands of machines, right, never have an Jim, issue. But Jim, you, yeah. you don't see it. The system is designed that way the system isn't broken the right. system was designed that way broken that that's <laughs> that's the key here people right is the system has never been broken the system was simply designed to usurp your sovereignty your liberty your freedom and your rights that's mm-hmm. the key the, the voting system is so complex and chaotic and so corrupted because that's the way that they want it If they wanted it simple, it would be paper ballots for everybody. Everybody would have the day off on voting day. Everybody would have the right and the the motivation to go vote. And they would be hand counted with groups of observers watching on. Mm -hmm. But see, that's not the case. It's not the case because they don't want it that way. They want privacy. They want seclusion. They want the ability to cheat. They want the ability to select their politicians not have them elected. Right. No, and you're absolutely correct. And it gives us the illusion of participation that we think we're, you know, a vital part of that because we go in and we press the button and sometimes our guy wins and sometimes our guy loses, but they always keep it just close enough to keep everybody in the, you know, in there like, well, the money you gave really did something. Oh, the the time you gave really did something. The sad, the sad part, the grassroots guys, when you are giving money to them, when you are out there knocking doors for those people that are really trying to make the difference, you really are moving the needle in ways that they don't like. But the sad part of it is, is that I watched it in 2016 with my election. I was up at the close of polls, which is a Republican. If you're up at close of polls, you're you're going to win because that's the uh, quote unquote mail in ballots in 2016. And I watched my lead ebb away. And then I was told later on, instead of losing by seven and a half percent, I won by seven and a half percent. Mm-hmm. This is that 15% swing that Dr. Douglas Frank talks about, that other people have talked about. There's this 15% swing, and it's all about a spreadsheet. It's literally an algorithm in a spreadsheet that causes them to be able to maintain that closeness in the boxes to make you feel like your guy was actually going to win somehow. And it's, it's, all, it's all orchestrated. And the sad part of it is, yes, you are able to move the needle. You are get, able to get people involved when you are out there door knocking but the sad part of it is, is that they, they, when they want to win the election, they're going to turn on the juice, and you can't fight it. And I watched it happen to mine, my election, and that's why they freaked out. I had the insiders 
doing polling, I was up 30%. Now, I'm not kidding you guys. In the pre-polling, in, the, in my in my race, I was up 30%. They're like, you know, you know, even though you're up this much, you got to keep campaigning. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to keep campaigning. i got to win. But then to watch it all ebb away to a guy who just right. magically – go ahead. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I mean, you're right. And yeah. And here's the thing is – you hear that same story all across the country with different types of people all over the place. Right. But that's not the solution. The solution is, is that we have to take the power back. We have to take the power to make those, those decisions back in our hands. The state mm-hmm. secretary of state has that power and authority. You got to remember mm-hmm. there's a centralization, a decentralization from the federal government over voting rights and how those elections are actually ran. This is why they want to centralize it because they know people are onto them. This is why they want to put out bills in the federal government to basically nationalize elections because specifically they don't want the people getting power over a state and changing it because that destroys all their future plans with basically taking over Texas, taking over Missouri, taking over all these other states. I mean, people are like, oh, they're never going to take over Texas. They just about took over Texas in 2020. They took over Arizona. They took over Michigan. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Texas will be next. But here's oh, the yeah. thing is we have to we have to focus on the states. If we focus on the states, then we can win our power back. Mm-hmm. Oh, Absolutely. And the sad part of it, and it's, it's all about coming together. Quit fighting with each other over stupid stuff. I mean, me and Josh, I mean, we've known each other long enough. When we see the internal fighting, we see the circular firing squad. Guys, we've seen it firsthand in the quote-unquote truthers movement where we see people that should be binding together and becoming more powerful as a group. No, we got to, I don't like your hair, or I don't like your shoes, or I don't like your this or that. And the sad part of it is we're doing that in every single thing from the, the parallel economy that we and Josh talk about to the elections to, uh, I mean, everything from your 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 health, your mental well, uh, health, well-being, your spiritual well-being, all this stuff. Well, I don't like the way he says that. You know, that's not how we need to do this, guys. That's how they got us screwed up is we're fighting with each other and not with them. Yep. That's it. It's all about the actions that we take right now. It's all mm-hmm. about us understanding what freedom is and how to well how to preserve it because we have to preserve it not for ourselves but for future generations Mm -hmm. no and it's we again it's worth fighting for and uh like i said i'm trying to figure out how that i maintain that heading straight forward when i see so many people that you know are just not in the fight you know it's like it's like a parade you know, you're out there giving her your all, and you got the people on the sidelines. They're cheering, but they're not willing to get in the fight. They're not willing to get in the parade and be a part of it. So this is uh, this is your time, and you vote with your money. And I think we I think we see the Walmart shutting down. I think we see the McDonald's shutting down. I think we see a lot of these corporate entities that are are the enemy of the people that they are having to retract because people are voting with their money, which is absolutely amazing. I think it's a great thing that we have been able to change a lot of this trajectory. That our company, our country was in by not paying these companies to kill us, you know, looking to foods that don't have all the the nitrites and nitrates in it and all these other things. I think we're doing great. Yeah, <laughs> but we got to keep moving. We're doing good. We're doing good. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got to say we got to compliment when we are. You know, the defense is working great, but we are not. We're not scoring any points on offense, right? We're holding our line, but we're not. You know, we got to score as well, and that's the part where we always kind of forget that we think. 
oh, I shouted them down or I got them on that meme or, oh, boy, I really taught them a lesson. But there's more to this fight than just that. That's it. Guys, Jim will be back with you the next hour. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Have a great day. Take care. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Josh. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the new world order. All right, welcome everybody back to the Dr. Light Show here on WYSL. Thank you so much for guys for tuning in to your extended lunch hour here on Mondays and Wednesdays. I know that you, we've been talking about a lot of these things around the world from the money issues that we talked about in the very beginning, the instability of these certain, you know, bank issues. But the sad part of this is it's like it seems really weird to me that we have bank issues. Like why would you have bank issues if literally everything in the bank is fake? Like I, I, this is the part where I am really trying to figure out who believes in the money system more. Is it you and I or the bankers themselves? And in reality, we look at what they're going through and they're, all the efforts they're putting in to try to quote unquote not prop up, but prop up, but do this or do that. I mean, don't you think that after the uh, you know the Silicon Valley Bank and the other bank that went down in New York is that there would be red flags going up and there would be this huge you know uh, you know lashback of everybody going okay, listen guys. Get your ducks in a row. Get your liquidity right. Get these things going. We've got things coming up. It's a tough time. Don't make us come in there and bail you out. Or they would quietly bail them out with the zeros that really don't they don't mean anything. Uh, the part I don't understand, it's it's the bank and monopoly. I mean, if you say, well, I need to borrow $100 from the bank and monopoly, it's just this piece of paper. It's exactly the same size but a different color with different black ink on it, uh, different shaped black ink on it, and it's all the same, right? It's the same... It's just junk, and yet they're talking about, oh well, we gotta we gotta bail them out. Someone's gonna buy this bank up for you know a hundred billion dollars. Well, where did that hundred billion dollars come from? And if not from the federal the Federal Reserve, the privately owned corporation that was created in eighteen nineteen thirteen. And this is the part where I don't think we all get the the touches that we're still living under under a the the meeting on Jekyll Island in Georgia where they these quote-unquote wealthiest of the wealthy got together in a cool kids club meeting. And some of them didn't even bother to attend. They just sent somebody else. They sent a surrogate in their place. And they decided that then they were going to create a fictitious currency. There's two reasons that two presidents in our country were killed. And I don't give, I don't care. You guys can fight me on this all day long. Kennedy was killed because he wanted the gold-backed currency. And he had already initiated that. He was already moving forward with it. He was trying to get away from the pet, the the, the quote-unquote silver dollar that we had at that time because we were backed by silver, not gold. And there's a little bit of discussion about whether we were petrodollar in, in the 71 through 73 transition. Yeah, that's what we went to there. 
But prior to that, we were still, quote-unquote, on a silver-type standard, and it was it was very loose because there was a lot of printing of money and, quote-unquote, buying of bonds from itself. But what I'm saying here is we have our oh, – uh, and the other president is, is uh, Kennedy, or Kennedy and then Lincoln. Lincoln was shot because he created the greenbacks. The greenbacks were truly gold-backed currency. If you guys actually go and look – I think even Glenn Beck referred to this yesterday or the day before that he talked about how that there is already a currency out there that's truly backed by gold, and it was has been sitting there since Kennedy's time. And but what's weird is we're killing people, we're destroying lives, we are creating internal strife between people that really don't have any business fighting with each other over stupid the stupidest things I've ever seen. We're 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 doing all this. These people are creating strife between us, create by creating a fictitious currency that they can just go into a computer and drop another zero into, and it doesn't mean anything to anybody. It doesn't. I mean, you see that they manipulate the markets. The, the casino called the, the the stock exchange, the New York Stock Exchange, the casino that that is. Do you guys know that if you put your company, if you go into an open Look, if you go in there and you open your books up and you become a publicly traded company, you basically turn your company's ownership over to the New York Stock Exchange, and then they issue credits. Think about this. You know the credits you get on a casino, uh, you know, a little slot machine? They don't spit you out dollars. They give you credits, right? And then you go over to this other machine that spits you out dollars. Well, the idea that when you go into the New York Stock Exchange, you actually t- assign your company over to them. They go through and they rake through all your books. You do all the signing over and all this. And yeah, you individually, because you have a lot of stock, you become a multi-billionaire, whatever it is that you actually you know, have, how much, how much you have in, in the stock, but then however they evaluate it, blah, blah, blah. But they dictate what pricing on everything is. And you actually don't ever buy a stock. Did you know when you buy into the stock market, you actually are never truly owning a part of that you're owning a quote-unquote credit or a uh, a voucher of, but you don't actually own stock, and that's where this whole thing. And people figured out how to you know to sneak through the system and get through there and understand how they can short stocks and they can run them long and they can do margins and have margin calls and all these other things. All of these casino tricks, just like if you're on the what is it, the craps table. You go on the come or the pass, and you can bet with the bank or get with yourself and all these different things. And there's little tricks. You put it on this line, not that line, on this corner, not that corner. Well, that's what the stock market really is. There's people in there that are playing all these different angles, and they're trying to come out on top. But really, the only people that ever really lose is mom and pops who are trying to put a few hundred bucks in there to try to create a future for themselves. You see the big, the big quote-unquote hedge funds never losing money. You see the, you know, the, the... JP Morgans and all these other guys are still making money, making money, making money. Now, there's other people who have gone broke while they were managing their money, but they didn't lose any money managing it for you while you go broke. Do you see the – so all this I'm, – I'm tying all this in together to tell you that we're all fighting about something, and we're talking about these banks going bankrupt and being insolvent. Uh, they're insolvent of fake money. They're insolvent of fake zeros. There's no – there's no value there. So they became insolvent by whose standard? Because in reality, if it's just fake money, then you just go in there and go boop, boop and drop a little zero. And then from like, hey, look, 
you're all good now. You have all this money available. Oh, because we had all this money available. Because why? We just put in a little zero of our own. And I don't know if we really even know with all the fake currency and all the credits and all the IOUs and all the bonds and all these things and all this value out there, how can we really truly calculate how many U.S. dollars are truly in circulation? Because we know that we caught people in the Middle East and in parts of Europe printing American dollars very well. We're talking with the security codes, with the watermarks, with the right ink, you know, those Taglio printers that they talk about as being these, these uh, huge, you know, heavyweight printers that causes the ink to rise and the texturing in the paper and all that good stuff. Well, we know that there are other countries out there that have purposely either built or bought these and then they were printing their own money. We found entire, you know, shipping containers full of our cash. We saw this stuff going on in real time during the Gulf Wars. We've seen the different photos of, you know, quote unquote, Red Cross having, you know, you know, pallets of cash. What about the pallets of cash that uh, your uh, your Uncle Barry, when during his reign, right before he left office, he sent a bunch of money over to Iran. He sent pallets and pallets and pallets of cash over to Iran. I think I, I think I figured it up one time. It, it's like a thousand pallets. It wasn't like he sent over two pallets on a UPS truck and said, "Hey, hey, go, you know, drop this off to, you know, whoever over there." No, they took and they scheduled cargo planes in succession to take all this cash over there. Well, what did they do with the cash? Why did they use cash? Why do they need dollars? Why do they need the paperbacks? I mean, if they get, why can't we just wire them some money? Again, this is where a lot of this stuff, I have so many questions about our currency, and it's weird that we're all upset that these fictitious valued bank or money, this fictitious valued money in these banks become insolvent. But if the money never was worth anything, what were they, how were they solvent to begin with? What were they actually solvent with? And the idea that the banks are being required now to create a certain amount of liquidity and gold and silver storage of their own is really laughable because at the end of the day, if I if they're if they're triple borrowing on if I take a dollar in and then they have that dollar and then they loan that dollar out, but then go borrow from the Federal Reserve on the dollar that they say I have in my bank account. So they borrow from the Fed Reserve, then they loan it out to these other people, collecting interest on that, and then the money they brought in from the Federal Reserve, then they loan that out again. Do you see this this I mean it's all of it's all a game. They never really had any of this money, and they're double and triple loaning on the same asset. And yet we're worried about, like, the banks are going default on a, some fictitious loan, like what, like fictitious money on a fictitious loan that doesn't really exist. We killed two presidents for trying to put us back on the gold standard and trying to get us onto a national currency. That's what that's where Lincoln went wrong is because he was trying to he did he didn't want to go to the greenback which was going to be the national currency which was going to be backed by uh, gold truly go backed by gold no questions asked uh, not these promissory notes because back then guys I don't think you realized even up until I want to say well it was probably after the 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 big bank crashes uh, of the stock market you know that whole the depression era stuff but really there were still banks out there issuing their own currency. I don't think you, everybody understands that really banking is not like we see it today where if I go to, I can swipe an ATM card in Florida, fly to Washington state and go in, go in there and get out of the, you know, get out of an airplane, go have dinner and swipe my credit card there. And it all transacts the same. Back when 
I mean, back until, like I said, probably about 100 years ago or a little over 100 years ago, we had currencies all over the place, different regions, different banks, different states. And so, yeah, Lincoln was trying to put us on a single currency, gold back. Well, that doesn't give everybody control that wants control, right? All right, guys, we'll be right back after this commercial break here on WYSL. We'll see you in a minute. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to WYSL here at the Dark Delight Show. and your host, Jim Price, for the second hour on Mondays and Wednesdays. Thank you guys so much for sticking around on your lunch break here in upstate New York as we see that the world around us is continuing to do a lot of weird stuff, and they're expecting us all to pay attention to this. But there's a lot of documentation that I was talking to you about with Josh. Sorry, I just took a... A bite of something there. I wasn't, wasn't thinking the commercial was coming back yet. Anyway, uh, I don't like the way this this whole thing's going down on this on this document I'm reading here. This is actually from FEMA, and I was talking to you about this with Josh while he was on the air. The Reconstitution Manager's Guide, FEMA Office of National Continuity Programs, April 2023. This is this is just published. And what I was talking to you guys about earlier is that they've got this. This this office that creates this continuity and this reconstitution program. And in the reconstitution program is not about 
making sure that the Constitution is upheld and people's rights are, are enforced and that they those public servants are held back because they fall under the Constitution. They respect, Remember, the Constitution restricts the government, never us. There's not any language in the Constitution that limits us as the American people. It only limits the government. And we've never really been taught that. We don't talk about that the right way. We should be more mindful to say, listen, you guys are our public servants, and you'll do as I ask. And I'm telling you, doing as I ask is a polite way because and really they should do it doing as you command. Anybody who takes a public dollar from you, anybody who takes a public dollar, I don't care if they're the dog catcher, the trash man, or if the President of the United States, they are your public servants. These are not your leaders. These are not your daily leaders. These are that's not what this is. They're not they're not some type of amazing person. No, they're public servants. We are a constitutional republic, and the reason that I keep I get so excited when I hear people like Chuck Schumer go out there, and this sounds weird. It's like, oh, you're excited about Chuck Schumer? Well, yeah, when he says we're losing our democracy, that means we're winning. Every time you hear Aunt Hillary or the pedo in chief up there talking about we're losing our democracy, whenever you hear them saying we're losing our democracy, that means that we're, they're losing the socialist march forward. All, all, all democracy is is socialism light. It has nothing to do with individual freedoms and individual liberties. It has everything to do with the fact that they're trying to tell you democracy is this sexy way of, of handling the public affairs, but in reality, we're a constitutional republic. We are led by the people. The people have the power. And by the way, I, we're talking about Lincoln earlier, that he got assassinated because he brought in the gold-backed currency, right? He brought in the gold-backed currency, and so that greenbacks, that's why they executed him, but the biggest fallacy that Lincoln ever did was create the Federalist model, the Uncle Sam model, the top-down model, because he went in and told those southern states, you fall in line or I'm going to come down there and teach you a lesson. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but in reality, that's what it really meant, and that's what it's done, where we believe the federal government supersedes the state rights, but in reality, all state constitutions are reciprocal one to another. All state constitutions are reciprocal. Meaning that if you have rights in one state, you have them in your state, or another state, or that state, or this state. See, the problem is, is that's what that was what it was always supposed to be about, is that we were going to have this huge agreement with each other, that we were going to come together and say, listen, we're going to be making sure that people have all these rights, they can do as they want, we don't need all these laws, we don't need all these rules, we don't need all these, these, these guidelines, we just need the Constitution. And we did that for a long, long time, over 100 years. And we did an amazing job of it. The sad part of it is we've lost our way because someone out there once said, well, I want to see cats on leashes because I don't like those cats running around my yard. And then someone goes, you bet, you go bet, Mrs. Smith, we're going to get you cat leash laws and we're going to fix that problem for you. What I'm saying is, is that we're in a Federalist model that we should never have been into because of Lincoln. And we're finding ourselves looking down the barrel because we don't exercise our rights as individuals, the individual states have all the superiority over the federal government. If you look what Trump did when he said that the states will rule the day, they will be the ones who decide whether their states are open or closed, whether those kids go to school or not. It is not the job of the federal government to tell the individual states what to do. That was absolutely constitutionally perfect. Now, did we want him to go in and say, no, by gosh, you leave all your schools open. No, by gosh, you leave your states open. Yeah, we wanted to because that's the mantra we're used to. We all felt like Trump was going to be the guy 
um, that we were going to be the guy that we want to get out there and say, oh, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. Oh, well, we want Trump to be, we want Trump to be this. We want, we wanted that because it's an easy call, right? Because it's our guy in charge. But in reality, it's individual state rights supersede the federal government. The federal government does not have the right to tell the states what to do. The federal government only has two functions, which is national security and immigration. And that's it. That's all we have. That's all they have. And yet we're over here giving them all this authorization. I'm looking through this FEMA uh, article here, and uh, I'm looking at all this stuff going, this is not accurate. This is shouldn't, we shouldn't be listening to this. We shouldn't be giving over power. Um, and part of this is it's a designation of the uh, reconstitution manager, uh, an approved pre-event reconstruction plan, an annual uh, completion of the SF 2050 facilitating reconstruction questionnaire, uh, Annex J uh, also identifies the recommend uh, recommends and also recommends the DA D slash A to submit periodic reconstruction status reports. This is like they they've got this all lined out. They know how they're going to do this. So there's executive orders that are tied into this. This is all these are all things that we should be really kind of scared of. That this is actually out there. I mean, this is a real problem. Um, and so I'm saying, you know, we got to be mindful that there's a lot of policy in place. There's a lot of bureaucracy that's going to, quote, unquote, just do their job whenever this trigger gets pulled because they've been practicing this. And this is not a document that was created just this year, even though this is this year's co- this year's copy of it, which means it's been updated. But if I remember right, this was brought in back in the 90s. This has been an ongoing process. Uh, the see, Homeland Security Act of 2002, uh, 1988. This is this has been a part of the assessment of emergency preparedness responsibilities, and the fir- and this was amended in 1988. So that means they've been doing this for a long time. They've been doing this for a while, and so there's a lot of these uh, references. Federal uh, Mission Reliance st- uh, Strategy, December 7th. FEMA National uh, Continuity Program, Federal Executive Branch Reconstitution Concept of Operation, February of 2021. Uh, Federal National Continuity Pro- uh, Program's Continuity uh, Guide Circular, February 2018. See, these are all the references inside of this, this thing that says they can come in and just do whatever they want. Because we've given the federal government this kind of power. We've given over to them our power, our individual rights, our individual freedoms. We've given this over to them. Individual freedoms and individual liberties have been completely walked over when I'm looking through this document. And if they could come up with any reason that falls under accident, natural disaster, cybersecurity event, pandemic, or terrorist attack, well, that's anything. That could be a mass shooting by our own person, an old, our own citizen. That's considered to be a terrorist attack. When you're threatening other people's uh, other people bodily harm, so my problem is is that when we give over the federal government, this is the consequences. This is when we don't understand our own constitution, when we don't understand how this really works. We find ourselves in this catch twenty two. This is what really happens. This is the world you live in, where you're absolutely like going, "Well, we're going to fight harder. We're going to do this, guys." Yeah, you got to fight even harder than what you think you are. And and there's I'm so proud of so many people. I I was having some great conversations with some people this morning, and they're out there killing it, man. They're going out there, they're doing the meetings, you know, they're getting together, they're organizing, carrying the creating the parallel economies. It's awesome to see these people be a part of it. But at the same time, 
if they don't know how we got here, if we don't know how the, the whole process got started, they don't know how to counter argue. They don't know how to stand on their own two feet when someone starts pushing back at them. So that's why we have to have these in-depth conversations. That's why we have to go on and on about these things, because it's important to understand where we came from to how, know how we got here and to know where we're going, where we came from, how we got here, and where we're going. Those are all important pieces to this. And yes, I, I was, uh, you know, I was the guy in school that, you know, you know, what was it? We had social studies, and then we had American history, and uh, a couple other requirements in, in high school and in college, whatever. And I just was not in that into it. But now that I've been, I've seen that the, what politics does to my life. I see what it does to other people's life. I have had to become a bit of an historian. I've had to become a bit of a legal expert in in a lot of different things and have to touch a lot of things because I have to know what it is they're talking about so I can counter that argument. No different than saying that a guy who decides to get up one day and feels that he wants to put on a dress and suddenly go into the girl's bathroom, that he that everybody in the world should bow down to his request. No. No. A few years ago, I mean... Let's just go a couple years ago. That We would have said, that's crazy. That's weird. If you would have talked to me at, back in high school, I'd be like, no, some dude can't go in the chick's bathroom. Like, what are you, you crazy? But this is the world we live in where they're tearing us apart on this part. So we're not paying attention to all the other stuff. And you got to pay attention to all the other stuff. You got to get down the mud and blood of it, make the connections, and then you can see you know, how to make a good uh, decision going forward. All right, guys, we've got a commercial break coming up here on WYSL. We'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Well, welcome back to WYSL here on the Dark Delight Show. You got your host here, Jim Price, for the second hour of your extended lunch on Mondays and Wednesdays. Guys, this is the crazy world we live in where I was doing... So uh, I have TikTok, which I know a lot of people think that TikTok is the devil, whatever, and I've actually found it to be a very great resource for medical, spiritual, and, and patriotic stuff. I've really been able to find into, you know, go get into some, you know, real law stuff and some different things that we have going on out there. And so one of the things when I'm doing the show by myself, like I did on Monday, I did a TikTok live. So for two hours on Monday, I had a TikTok live. I had my phone sitting up here on the desk and and I'm running this. And so they can hear me and, you know, me talking to you guys. That's like I try to do it when it's just me so they can't, you know, that they're not hearing I'm not just sitting here waiting for Josh to finish or whatever. So they're hearing me talk. And so Monday, I did a full two hours, and I talked about a lot of different stuff. Well, today, I ran, I started again. I started at the top of the hour when we went to just me on the show. And everybody's like, TikTok's just like, you know, it's just data mining and all this other stuff. Now, guys, every, you guys know what a God stamp is? A God stamp is every time you put an app on your phone, okay, onto your phone. Now... That then ties into your, quote-unquote, your account that you log into that phone with. So if you have a Droid or if you have an iPhone, you log into your phone, correct, to get your apps, to get your 
you know, your accounts to work, you log into your phone. Well, that God stamp for that app doesn't leave you. It doesn't go away. It stays with you. Not only does it stay with you, but it stays in that phone, even if you erase the phone. There's so many times we think we've erased something. We, we've deleted it. It doesn't exist anymore. But the problem with computers is they don't, it doesn't it ever actually delete anything. Nothing ever is actually truly deleted. It can be found again, even with Hillary Clinton's bleach pit stuff and all the other stuff. Now, everybody thinks TikTok's the devil. It's not. That whole restrict uh, act and all that stuff was all about 9-11 type spying on you and giving the government permission to do what they see uh, is necessary. And so this is a problem for me. So, uh, you know, I see that they want to go in there and they restrict my computer. They want to restrict what websites I can see, what information I can get, what my, my phone can see, all these different things. I mean, every down, everything down to the mu- music I can listen to. This is all part of that social credit score stuff. Well, anyway, everybody thinks that TikTok is all this. In that first 30 minutes, I was running a TikTok live, and I had it going on, and uh, I have a community violation. I cannot go live again until May 3rd. Now, what did I say in that first half hour that would give me a seven-day ban on going live? And I had, and the, the appeal's already gone through. So while I was sitting here at the very end of that last segment, I suddenly couldn't, uh, I couldn't go. All of a sudden, I look over, and this notification's on there. It's like, oh... Uh, you know, you cannot go live anymore until uh, May 3rd, seven days from now. And so I appealed it. And so I appealed it, and it says, uh, we, re- uh, we reviewed your live and found that, that it violates our community guidelines. Well, what did I say in that first half hour that was so incendiary? What did I do that was, so your live access was suspended for violating our community standards. Our community guidelines apply to everyone uh, and Everything shared on TikTok. Please, uh, please provide guidance on what is and isn't allowed. Um, they could. Oh, they provide guidance on what is and isn't allowed on the platform. So my problem is, is they've already they violated me. I protested, and they've already they already gave me immediate response to what? What was I saying? Now you know, Bob's an engineer. He's over there listening to the show. You guys are listening out there. What did I say that would get me a TikTok violation? What was I talking about? What was I saying that was so, you know, so outside of their guidelines? Nothing. See, this is the problem with this. This is where everybody talks about these platforms and we think we got all this freedom. I'm telling you right now, the only platform that I know of, because I know Jeff Brain over at CloudHub, cloudhub.com, C-L-O-U-T-H-U-B, cloudhub.com, doesn't censor. They're not on the New York Stock Exchange. They're not tied in with the deep state. They're not part of the CIA or the NSA. They don't have big government contracts paying them to spy on you. There's not a public-private partnership with CloudHub. And if anything, CloudHub is out there trying to create more uh, user interface so you can have town halls and be able to go into community spaces. And if you live in a certain area, you can go in and, and go to, if you live in a, let's say you live in Miami, and you say, okay, well, I want to go see where other my- people in Miami are talking about on these different things. There's an open forum area that they're working on all this community stuff there. Now, they're the only platform. Rumble got bought out. They went to the New York Stock Exchange, but then they got bought out again just recently. There's a lot of things going on in this world around us when we're sitting here talking about like, oh, TikTok's the Wild West and China's just letting them, you know, let everybody just run wild. And they're just saying all kinds of conspiracy stuff. I just did a half an hour on your WYSL, and I don't hear anybody 
hitting the blank out button on you know me. He's trying to stop me from saying something, but yet TikTok shut me down. So when we talk about who the enemy is, folks, let's not get excited about TikTok's the enemy. Let's not get excited about you know the guy across the street's the enemy or this person's the enemy or that person's the enemy. There's a bigger, more nefarious apparatus out there that is chewing the legs off of us, and this is happening in real time. It happened right here as I was on the show with you. This is crazy. I'm literally here on the show talking live. I got a TikTok live going. I got the phone sitting here on the desk. Just listen to what, you know, they're hearing the same thing you're hearing. And I get violated and then get an immediate, I, I literally, an immediate response to my appeal of what it is, uh, whatever. So who got on my show, who got on the live, was able to, um, you know, report it and reported enough to the algorithm, the AI or whatever it was, got that mad that not only did they you know, violate me, but they immediately gave me an uh, immediate response to my violation appeal. So, guys, the, the, the enemy is there. I mean, it happened to me just now. As we're on the air, you guys heard the exact same thing they heard, but this is their level of, you know, you know, I guess would you call lashback or uh, pushback or freak out or whatever it is. They they really didn't like what I had to say, and as if somehow, like, what was it? Was I reading too much of this FEMA stuff here? Was talking about the Federal Continuity Directive? Is that something that we're not supposed to talk about out loud? I mean, this is FEMA documentation on a .gov, you know, FEMA.gov website. So think about that. Think about the one that everybody's out there going, oh, TikTok is spying on your children. It's making them dumb. Well, here's the thing. I can tell you right now, when I start clicking on more Ford trucks going through mud bogs, I get more videos of Ford trucks going through mud bogs. When I start liking, you know, more constitutional, you know, conversations or posts or talking about the Corporation of America, when I start, I start liking those posts, I get more of those posts. So the thing is, is it really just feeds you whatever it is that you think you like. And if you want to see, you know, you want to see more cat videos, well, then you t- you start liking the cat videos. You can get a lot more cat videos. No different than Facebook. No different than Instagram. No different than Twitter. This is the part I don't understand. Like, what? So, and I think Twitter's been screwing up lately, too, because a lot of my feed, I got the old pedo in chief on my feed yesterday. And I actually got him and Obama, Obama commenting on Biden's announcement for presidency. I got that on my feed, and I'm like, why is this on my feed? Why am I getting Obama's response to what Biden said, which he's just like, go get him, Joe. You know, you're doing a great job. You know, it wasn't not there wasn't even real prophetic, you know, announcements or, you know, uh, undying love, too. It was very plain Jane as if somehow the, one of their press secretaries or somebody that just works in the office wrote it out for him. And yet we, we continue to have this whole problem where we see what they're doing, we see what happens on the algorithms, and then we're really, we're really kind of shocked when it does happen, and it happened in real time. I, I am still floored by this. I am absolutely floored by it. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at my phone going, what? How did this... what? What? How do I get banged out on this whole thing of like community violations? What did I do? How did I how did I get how did I get in trouble here? And again, I don't know if it was because I read the stuff from FEMA, maybe that's what they're I I don't know. 
because I don't I don't see why what we were doing was that big of a deal. But um, we do have an ongoing fight in our Congress. We do have an ongoing fight in our states. And the sad part of it is, is people that are running around talking about victories are missing the fact that we're still getting ready to raise the debt ceiling. Uh, we're still fighting over the where that we think the Supreme Court should have code of ethics, which they already have. We got the FDA going out there and saying, well, we didn't tell you that that uh, government chemical we're telling you is approved for you is going to actually stop a virus. We didn't say that. I mean, we didn't say that you were required to take it. So now we got a little bit of this gaslighting. We got a little bit of this bait and switch technique within our own government. And then we got people out still out there worried about whether the fact that TikTok is the enemy. And they keep talking about TikTok and had the TikTok executive in the in the House of uh, the House of uh, Representatives. But what good did that do us? He's like, hey, we're doing the same thing everybody else is doing. We're selling the same information everybody else is selling. So why is that special? It's not. It's just the shiny object they want you to pay attention to. So, all right, guys, we do have a commercial break coming over to WYSL. We'll be back here in just a couple minutes. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice uh, Russian ballot there. 
I'm not sure if that's the uh, national anthem or uh, that's the Russian national anthem, guys. Everybody stand and salute or whatever you're supposed to do. The hell to the king. Well, anyway, uh, Natural News has an article out. It says former Russian president, uh, Medev, Medev uh, whatever his name is, once again threatens to nuke Britain an unhinged rant while re- uh, responding to the latest round of sanctions imposed by British government following the imprisonment of dual UK-Russian citizen and imposing politician to Vladimir Karamuza, uh, the opposition politician Vladimir Karamuza, the Kremlin's top loudmouth, uh, issued its latest saber-rattling tirade on Telegram Messenger. Guys, you guys, do, you guys know Telegram is actually was part of Twitter, right? That that whole messaging side and Periscope. See, Periscope was actually the original, was like an original live feed. I remember when I was going, because I'm, I'm a rugby player. I played uh, rugby with Wichita Barbarians and uh, played through 2016. In 2015, we made a run for the national championship, and we actually won the national championship. So I'm a national championship rugby player, USA men's. Uh, and so as we're going through that, I had found this Periscope app that would allow me to stream the game from my phone and be able to, so the people back home and people that were a part of the team or couldn't be there, whatever, could see it. Like, it's a live feed. And so we literally had this live feed of the game, and it was actually pretty cool. But Periscope was part of that. Well, Periscope and then Telegram, they were all part of the Twitter family. That was all part of Twitter. And everybody's over like, oh, Twitter's free and nobody censors. And that's absolutely not correct at all. But I just wanted to correct everybody's uh, idea of what Twitter or what uh, Telegram really is. Is Basically, it's just a messaging format for Twitter. And yes, it was broke off and separated, but it's still a Twitter executive who got to keep it. Whatever, right? Anyway, let's see. Um, Medeva, uh, Dev, I don't know, Med, V, Dev, Med, Medeva. I don't know. Anyway, currently deputy chairman of the Russian Federation secretary. I'm sorry. He's the deputy chairman of the Russian Federation's Security Council and former prime minister as well. Described Britain as a a disgustingly damp island (laughs) and criticized the monarchy as a degenerate institution. Uh, Britain was, is, and will be our eternal enemy, he says, before describing uh, recent prime minister Boris Johnson uh, let's see, going on. In any case, they uh, until they're uh, imp- in, uh, impotent <laughs> and disgustingly damp island goes into the abyss of the sea from the waves created by the latest Russian weapons system. Uh, in any case, until they're... So let it be, uh, as the Beatles song sang, he says, wow, this guy really went off on them. So he's... I mean... <laughs> This is more saber-rattling like they referred to, but it's really not saber-rattling in the way that we would hope that it's just going to be, it's it's empty lies or empty promises. See, they're not real cool with the fact that, you know, they're friends with us, Britain is friends with America, when, when we're over there destroying their Nord Stream pipeline, which was this large natural gas pipeline under the ocean or under the sea. We all get we all get confused about how alliances work, and so because they're Britain's our fan, our friend and they've been loyal to us, well then Russia's not going to be our friends because we're trying to put sanctions on them. But then also when we cap Russia's oil, uh, see what what we capped. I don't understand how we were able to do this. We told the world, 
You can't pay more than $48 a barrel for Russian oil. Don't Nobody's allowed to do that. So I don't know how we did that. I don't know if there's a cool kids club meeting and they all said, all those in favor of playing $48 a barrel from Russia say, aye, aye. All right, the eyes have it. I think that's kind of how it went. But anyway, somehow we told the world that they only have to spend $48 a barrel for Russian oil. Well, I think that's going to push everybody to them, not push them away from them. Well, you're hurting Russia by letting, you know, they can only sell it for so much. Well, but if they're selling a lot more of it at a cheaper rate, they're probably going to be okay with that because they're dumping everything they have on the open market right now. And it's all getting bought up. China's buying it. And here's one thing. I'll give you a quick little uh, geo geoeconomic uh, lesson here real quick. China has refineries that do nothing uh, anywhere considered close to what we do for, quote, unquote, environmental protection. They go over there. They refine the oil, turn it into gas, and do whatever they want. And they can ship it around the world any way they want. And per gallon, it's dirt cheap. They don't go through all the crap what we do. They don't have all the levels of taxation, and if they want something done, all the bureaucracy is out of the way. The government wants oil. They get as much oil as they want. You know, go for it, right? Well, what they're doing is is actually China is shipping over gas over to California right now. China is in the process, buys, buys a super cheap oil from Russia, takes it in their country, does their process, and sends it over to California and is undermining the refineries that are in California and that means that those people aren't able to sell out their capacity because China's dumping cheap fuel onto American soil. And we're not stopping that. So China gets it dirt cheap per barrel. Then they don't have all the EPA crap to make it expensive to process. Then they ship it over to us like a bunch of China crap that they like they do already. They bring in this cheap China gas and, and the, these wholesalers are buying it up because it's what? Cheaper for them, but they get to sell it at full rate and they're making more money on the head. So the problem is, is that China right now is is benefiting from the fact that we're saying don't spend more than 48 bucks a barrel on, on Russia oil. I mean, think about that. It's stupid. We're actually killing the, 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 the California refineries because we're trying to, quote unquote, kill Russia. But we're killing. It's the unintended consequences of our actions. It's the cause and effect of what we do, the boomerang that comes back around and bites us in the butt. And here we are. And so we have to have this long, drawn-out conversation about what this oil in Russia pricing really does to Americans. It's actually creating hardship for those refineries that are left in California that are already burdened with overregulation. It's going to make them want to collapse. Now, anyway, going back to the whole this whole guy with this thing, and he's talking about. I mean, yeah, they, he's mad. Russia's mad at us and mad at Britain because Britain and Germany and other countries in the European Union are going, oh, well, I don't know how that pipeline blew up. We'll have to have an investigation. We'll have to just figure it out who it was. Even though the pedo in chief got up there and said, hey, don't want anything happen to your pipeline. Gee, that sure would be a bad thing. Wink, wink. And what is it? Three weeks later, boom, it blows up, right? When we're supposedly doing military exercises in the exact same area. It's two coincidences. It's no coincidence, okay? There are no coincidences. They did this on purpose. They broadcast out there what they were going to do. They told Russia we're going to come in there and bomb it. And then it happened. And now Russia gets to be mad because we did what we were going to say. And this is all part of this destruction of our country. And they want us to, again, it's the new world order. 
Where does America fall in the new world order? Are we going to be number one again? Are we going to be number two or number 12 or number zero? And we're going to be so at the bottom of the list that we don't even make the list. So this is something we have to think about going forward is that what do we want this to look like and how do we want to recover? We're going to be amazing because we have our hearts in the right place. Now, will other people suffer from things and other people do things they shouldn't? It's probably going to happen. But you've got to be mindful to be prepared for these things that are going to happen. Be the people that are going to make the difference. And then people look to you for guidance as all this starts crumbling down around us. We know they have to do the currency reset, guys. We're all just waiting with, you know, we're all holding our breath, you know, like, okay, come on. When's it going to happen? Because we want to move on. We want to move on with our life. We don't want this lording over our head and draining the energy out of us. We want to be able to say the future is ours to make decisions the way we want to make decisions. And this is a sad part of this is we can't make decisions right now because, again, it's still just too far out there. It's just a little too far out there for us to be able to see what the future is going to be like. But get your heart right. You know, the future is a reflection of your heart now. Get your heart in the right place, being better than you were every day than the day before. That is the key to all this, folks. Get your heart in the right place. Be the right people. And be ready. Be ready for whatever it is that's coming. And don't don't hesitate. Don't hesitate to even think about, you know, oh, what can I do this or what can I do that? I don't think I have this. I don't think I have that. Um, this is something to really be that person in this time. You're it. Tag, you're it, right? All right, guys. I do appreciate you guys hanging on with me in the second hour of the Dark Delight Show on Mondays and Wednesdays. Your host, Jim Price. It's been fantastic to have you guys here. Remember, you guys are the answers. Thank you so much for everything you're doing out there. You guys all be good to each other out there, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.